Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Thanks, Father Joyce. Welcome to the second episode of the week, Paul Kill Focus. Commissioner Kyle here, joined today by Sam Robinson. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday. No David again today. Everyone knows we record full, full transparency. We record these episodes on Tuesday nights, both of them for the week. Um, so we're recording this maybe 10 minutes after we finished the last episode. Yeah, we just like to give you guys something to look forward to during your week. Exactly. Um, today, we're going to do pickums for the week six matchups. But first, we promised a special segment to everyone. Really, since the beginning of the season, I think this is one segment that people have wanted to see or hear, I guess. The fans have been asking for it. Fans have been asking for it, and fans have been asking us questions for it because it's a mailbag episode. Woo! I was going to say, it'd be fun to have like a little mailbag intro song. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, but no, thanks. Thank, thank you to everyone in advance to who submitted questions for this. Um, tons of responses. We picked the best ones that we could. Um, without further ado, I think we should get into our first fan question. What's up, Hawk Hill Focus Boys? First time caller, long time listener, huge fan of the podcast. So, you guys are doing weekly pickums, and I'm assuming you're keeping track of how everyone does each week. Now, my question is for whoever does the worst at the end of the season, what's the punishment going to be? Have a good one. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for the great question. Uh, oh, that, I don't know if we did. If I don't know if we did that, Sean, they didn't identify themselves. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, yeah, be a Sean impersonator. I think it sounded like him for what I, from what I uh, gathered. But anyway, uh, punishment for the Pickham's loser. Um, I don't know, Sam. We kind of touched on this a little bit before, but I'm thinking something embarrassing. Yeah, you know, I was thinking maybe we do some sort of like embarrassing live read. Like either you, in this instance, I'm pretending that David's the loser just because he's not here right now. Yeah, he's also um, doing the worst. I'd say Andy's in last place. But yeah, some either like you and I together write some embarrassing live read for him to have to read on the podcast in front yeah. of us. And then obviously for all of our listeners. If it's David, we, he has to read every color he sees <laughs> or what color he thinks he's seeing. Or, like, maybe we find, like, some embarrassing historical speech or press conference of some sort that this. we just we just make them read aloud to the podcast as their punishment. And I think that's that's what that's what would make sense to me, at least. I think that would be fun. I think that would make sense because it's embarrassing because then I think we have to make it them state whoever loses state their name, then recite this entire speech. So it lives on the on the Internet uh for a while yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of limited as a podcast as to what we can do in this show that would embarrass and or punish said loser i just but, hope it's not me but hey give us some listens that way we get more sponsor money flowing and we do cooler things maybe we'll start doing live stream of the episodes One of these to days, to. then we can uh, do more embarrassing things we could i'm always down to embarrassing things yeah but uh no thanks for the question uh let's kick it to our second question of the day what's up hawk hill focus boys first time caller long time listener huge fan of the podcast 
My question is, who is the coolest team name? Have a good day. Thanks for submitting the question over there. Uh, coolest team name. We have a few in this league. I don't... We have are, we, are we looking at the current team names there are right now? Yes. Current team names as of right now. So if you change your name past Tuesday at 8.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, sorry, your t- current submission is what you're with. Hmm. And it's also the coolest team name, not the, the funniest coolest. team name. Huh. Looking at it, I it's between two for me. It's between the Slayers of Rooney, just because I think that that's an awesome name, um, and then the Sam Demics for you, Sam. It's clever. It's clever. It involves your name, and it's very timely. I, I I'm, you know, I'm going with the same Demics. I'm going with same Demics. You know, when I first heard the question, I was thinking of literally every other team name because I was like, "Oh, my team names usually suck." And I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was like, "I do kind of like the Sam Demics, but I'm not going to pick myself. I'm not that conceited." Um, I can tell you, it's definitely not going to be Team Mandarano or Team Brandis. Team, I was going to say, what about Team Brandis? Um, a little generic there, oh, but fine. you know, I, I appreciate tradition as well. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. one, one name that I appreciate, and I feel like there's two in this league that have been long standing between other than Team Mandarung and Team Brandis. Um, between the Gotham Rogues and the Oz Broncos, they've kept consistent team names for as long as I've been in the league. Good Ankles has been around for a while, and oh, yeah, and Good Ankles has been around. That's three of them. I feel like I should pick one of those three then. That's a good one. Um, I'm, I, I'm a sucker for legacy. So I agree with you that these are good ones to pick. I, wow, yeah, I kind of feel bad I forgot about good ankles because that's a good one. No pun intended. <laughs> no, no pun intended. I think my favorite legacy name, though, is the Oz Broncos. I think it's, I think it's a fun name. It incorporates, you know, Julie's, well, part of her last name. One letter, uh, technically. Yeah. She has no C, but that's besides the fact. It's like close enough, though. It'd be weird if it's OS, Os Broncos. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be Os Broncos. So, like, Os Broncos makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a significance behind the Broncos part, is she just a Broncos fan? I, don't know um, I believe she was, actually... she was, or maybe still is, a Boise State Broncos college football fan. Is that what it was? Okay. I, I believe so. I assume it has something to do with a fandom of some sort. Uh, Julie, I apologize. I don't know your favorite NFL team or college team for that. It is the Dallas Cowboys. Ew. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry I asked. I'm a big fan of C.D. Lamb this year, though. Um, But, yeah, overall, you know, I think there's legacy. There's some creativity there. Not that there's not creativity in the other two as well. But, you know, as Julie requested, we start saying more nice things about her on the podcast. So, yeah, the Oz Broncos is my is what I say is the coolest team name in our league. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thanks for the question. Uh, great question. Great question. Kick it to the next, to the next one. Ne- next guy or girl. I guess I can't assume what your question, who's going to be speaking. What's up, Hawk Hill Focus Boys? First time caller, long time listener, huge fan of the podcast. My question for you is, who's the most underrated player in fantasy? And you know what? On top of that, who's the most overrated player? Have a good day.
Thank you. Are, are you thinking that all of our questions are coming from people with similar voices? Yeah. Or am yeah, I just hearing they, things? They must be like brothers, twins, something within I, cousins. I, I don't know. I love the number of first-time callers, though. That's great. Yeah, you know, a lot of first-time callers here. Based on the fact that we've never had a caller, I guess everybody's a first-time caller. So That's fair. That's fair. Hey, but keep it up, though. That that, that link to ask fan, question, fan questions is always open, and we'll read any that we get. Do we keep those uh, in the show notes? Yeah, yeah. You can find the, the link to ask fan questions in the show notes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you're part of the league, we post it on our Facebook page um so you can get it from there but question here is who is the most underrated fantasy player and who is the most overrated fantasy player now i have a clarification question on this when when whoever asks this question are they speaking about who is the most underrated fantasy player you know nfl player or player in terms of league owners you know like you and i that wasn't specified so i think we should just do our due diligence and answer both of them. I can do that. I can do that. Um, I can start with my most underrated league owner. Uh, okay. Who's that? I think that's Julie. Okay. Julie's an underrated What's name. League. Underrated owner. League owner. She doesn't have the success so far. This is her third season. Um, her record doesn't show actually how much effort and thought she puts into the team. Um, I know that. She's always looking at the rankings, always trying to start the best players, um, and always just cares. Yeah. Um, even though the record doesn't always reflect it. Um, so, Julie, that's the second that's the second time today you've been mentioned in a positive light. Maybe the third. I don't even know. Say, we talked a lot, a good, a good amount about her team and her win this week. So, she's been on fire this podcast with positive comments. She has. but So, go, Julie. Go, Julie. We, we love you here. We absolutely love Julie and all of our league members and all of our listeners for that matter. Um, is there any other comments about your most underrated fantasy manager? Would you like me to take over? Nope. That's all I have for my underrated fantasy manager. All right. So this one's a tough one. Cause I feel like we don't really have a lot of quote unquote stars, I guess. I think, uh, you know, so everyone kind of feels underrated to a certain extent. But if there's one person who I think has their fantasy ones and twos down and probably doesn't get enough credit for it is Mr. Matt Kress of Nerd Squad. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like year over year, he is always savvy on the waiver wires. He's always picking up random guys that are always scoring him points. I think he's a very underrated and maybe because, you know, he's a little bit more quiet in the Facebook group than some of us are. Um, Larry, I hope, I hope he's listening to the podcast because Matt, I think you're a very, very good fantasy football player. I have a lot of respect for you, and I think you're underrated in the league. Although he is on a two-game losing streak, but you know he'll turn it around. I'm sure he'll pick up. Yes, but he has one of the better records of all time in this league too. That um, he does, just with no championships to show for it. He's over two in championship appearances. Um. Or- I'm going to chime in here real quick for just NFL player, underrated fantasy NFL player. Um, this might shock people. This probably won't shock people, though. Um, but it might. I'm going to go with Robert Woods. Wow. He, year after year, he is Mr. Consistent, if you look at his statistics. That he he's, is. Al- he's always getting the targets. It may not be the flashiest numbers, but he's getting targets. He's getting the catches. 
Um, that's why I really, I had a lot of faith in him coming into this year. He finally had a competent quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Um, and like I was saying on the show yesterday, hopefully that can translate to the games for the rest of the season. He finally had a good game, 150 yards. Um, hope he can keep that trend. So I think Robert Woods is an underrated fantasy player. You know, I feel like I'm really put on the spot here with this one. Um, yeah, for it's underrated, tougher than I thought. It's a very tough question because there's certain players, obviously, in fantasy that you just keep track of, you kind of know. And I feel like this guy's been picking up momentum this year, but he still hasn't gotten the the praise that maybe he deserves. Um, especially because I actually, this is from John Lucas' team. He actually sent me a trade offer once. And I saw this player and kind of just scoffed at it. I laughed. And then I kind of dug deeper into the numbers and was like, wait a minute, this guy's wide receiver three in our league this year. I'm going to ask you, can you, who do you think is, give me like your top three wide receivers this year. I kind of spoiled it because John Lucas team, so don't look at his roster, but. My top three wide receivers this year. Who do you think the top three fantasy wide receivers are this year? Devontae Adams. You get any of them right. I don't actually have them all in front of me, but so just name your three for me. I think Devontae Adams is up there. Um, uh, I hate to put you on the spot here, but I'm just I know, you know I'm just, I'm just, just trying just to think. Oh, if we're talking about for this season, yes. Oh, well then I'm taking Devontae Adams back. I'm going with Jamar Chase. Okay. Mike Williams. Okay. And now I'm just trying to think of the wide Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, so Mike Williams is wide receiver one. You got the other two wrong, Aww. but that's okay. It's a, it's a tough question. Jamar Chase is fifth, but um, the third best wide receiver in our league this year is Debo Samuel. Really? He is the third. He has 79 points on the season. Cooper Cup has 81.8. Mike Williams has 85. He is ahead of guys like Tyreek Hill, Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf. He's in front of all of those big-name wide receivers that everyone clamors for. Huh. He is the third best, it, my point exactly, underrated fantasy football player this year. Interesting. Interesting. Which, yeah, he sent me an offer. I forgot what exactly the package was, but it, he wanted, I believe it was Najee Harris. It was one of my running backs, and Debo was kind of that name, you know, the top name in the deal. And I kind of laughed, and I was like, "What? Like, what is this? And then I looked at the numbers, and I was like, wait a second. This is a little bit of a better deal than I thought. I still wasn't going to take it. He ended up, I think, rescinding the trade because he got a deal somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. um, yeah, that was a surprising fantasy football underrated player is Debo Samuel this year. Intriguing. Hmm. That's good so to know. To our overrated, I guess overrated. we'll start with owners and slash managers of fantasy football players. In yeah, league. Now, now when I say my overrated fantasy owner, this isn't any slate at the person. I love this person. Of course not. I love this person as you know, a friend, a dear friend of mine. But it's just as a fantasy manager, I think they're they have success on paper. Um, but I think if you look at all time in this league, their their numbers just aren't consistent year to year. In a they are consistent, but not in a good way. Um, most overrated fantasy owner in this league, I think, is Larry Rooney. Um, you know, <laughs> I was going to say that name as well. Yes. And let me pull up the statistics here for you. So, yes, he has a championship. He has two that he, bought. that he bought. He has two championship appearances 
in the year that he won the championship, 2020, he went nine and four. And the other year that he and traded went, away his entire team, traded away his entire team in the well, year the that entire future team. He he built a team off of like what five draft picks to win that championship. Basically, basically, in the Not year in the year that he went to the championship, lost to you, Sam, 2018. Yeah. He went nine and three. Do you want to know his records in the other years? The other three three full seasons of this league's Which history. Um, in 2016. Five and seven missed the playoffs. Uh, 2017, five and seven actually made the playoffs. It was a bad year for the league. Wow, bad, bad year for the league. Bad year for the league that year. Um, 2019. Do you want to know what his record was in 2019, Sam? I don't remember what his record was in 2019. He was two and ten in 2019. Oh, uh, Larry. I when he's good, he's good but when he's bad he's bad and he has a track record of showing that he's bad more often than he's good um yes he does have a championship that's one more than i can say i'm well aware of that about that championship though yes i know he's going to post about it in the facebook group when he hears this um but i'm going with larry and larry's not a bad fantasy football player obviously we have a good we have a very good league as you can tell by you know, what I talked about in yesterday's episode, everyone's just about two and three or three and two right now. Very competitively. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say we have any bad fantasy football players in here. Gilly, you've made a couple of questionable trades, um, but I'll let the jury, you know, the jury sell out on those because, you know, Miles Gaskin went off this week. So you might just be like a wizard and ahead of our time. But Larry's team, again, I have sour grapes over the championship when he literally traded away like his first five draft picks for this upcoming year, which is why his team is so decimated um, to win that championship. We got like Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Christian McCaffrey. There's a couple other big pieces that he acquired during that run. Um, So that one's always going to feel a little less impressive to me than a regular fantasy championship where people do it off of hard work, merit and the waiver wires. Like some of us in this league who made the championship and lost, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and the first two weeks, Larry, you know, he was pulling the right strings with the waiver wire. I'll say that he won two games. Is it two games, three games? He won three games. Yeah, three, three. Sorry, one of those, one of those, po- or one of those games was like a seventy-point pissing match between him and Sean. So he really has like maybe two legitimate wins this year. Impressive wins, I should say. Not legitimate. All of them are legitimate, but two where I was like, oh. Larry really did a good job on the waiver wire there. So, Larry, I challenge you to impress me with the waiver wire pickups that you have and prove to us that you deserve the hype. Um, Larry's also very polarizing as he's active in our Facebook group. And just in as you guys heard him on the show a couple of weeks ago, he's a guy that's got a lot to say and he garners a lot of attention because of it. So when he's good, he's great. And when he's bad, he's still loud. Yes, but we love him for it. But we love him for it. Don't change, Larry. Please. Never. Never but I'm change. still mad about that championship. That's okay. Um, just switching. I want to touch touch on this real quick here. Uh, overrated NFL fantasy player. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Wow. I just think he's never consistently on the field. 
like that's he's just overrated and there people think he's going to have these blow up seasons all the time and he does he's always a you know top 12 top 10 quarterback which i guess is wrong if i'm saying that he's overrated but he's always projected to be at that top third he's always you know in those eight nine ten ranges he's currently the quarterback eight right now um people thought he was going to pop off this year and in, in a historic offense um he's not bad i'm not saying in any way that he's bad for gill's team but just not what people always hype him up to be you know you have a good call there and as an eagles fan you know i'm i'm big on bashing on Dak. I, you know, I feel like we're a little harsh on him because, again, he's still a very serviceable starting quarterback. When I think of overrated fantasy players, I think of guys that get started in lineups that shouldn't. And my overrated fantasy football, same category as a wide receiver as my underrated fantasy football player was, Kyle, I'm going to ask you, do you know who wide receiver number 95 is on the season this year, averaging 4.6 points per game? I'm assuming it's a name that I will know. It's a name everyone knows. Huh. Is, you, let, me, let me read this off to you. Is it Allen Robinson? It's not Allen Robinson. I have a little bit of faith in him still. In his last three games, he's put up 8.7 points, 3.1 points, and 2.0 points. And over the past couple of years before that, he hasn't been great. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. Mm, now, uh, that's a good one. Last year, you know, he had the big catastrophic injury to the, what was it, an ACL tear to the knee there? I believe so. MCL, ACL, one of those big knee injuries that obviously kept him out for most of the year. He is just coming back. But year over year for the last, since he left the Giants, really, even when I think I had him for a year when he was on the Giants, Odell's never really lived up to. Like, this guy used to be, like, a slam dunk first or second round pick, I feel like, for a year or two. Like, he came into the league. He lit it up fantasy-wise for, like, two seasons, I think. And nowadays, he's just kind of – like, I don't know when he was drafted this year, but he's fallen off a cliff. But people will still start him just because his name is Odell Beckham Jr. Right. I agree. He's one of those – you know, he's one of those hype names that you can't – justifying your head enough to bench him who he's on the gotham rogues currently no is he i thought he was traded away from them i still uh, see him on the no he is on the gotham rogues okay he was with david originally was, wait a minute yeah he was drafted in the fifth round this year i do remember that now that's not accurate i will say that that's not accurate because of how i had to input them from the draft it says that chris godwin is a first round pick technically yeah but no so. i'm saying i I traded away my fifth round pick last year for James Robinson. And then David took Odell Beckham with that pick because I remember seeing him on the board and I was like, Oh, that could be like a boomer bust name. And then David, I can confirm that is a fifth round pick. This is, I'm not going off of fantasy or anything. He was drafted in in the fifth round this year. He's wide receiver 95 on the year. Well, Hey, good on David for getting rid of him. That's unstartable. Overrated. Overrated. Um, but yeah, those are our thoughts on overrated, underrated players. Uh, I believe we have one more question here in the Let's queue. It out. What's up, Hawk Hill Focus Boys? First time caller, long time listener, huge fan of the podcast. My question for you guys is, what's the best tailgate food? Have a good day. <laughs> 
Thanks for the question. Thanks for giving us a listen. Thanks for calling. Um, best tailgate food, Sam. Why don't you start us off? Because I have a, I might have a controversial opinion here. Wow. That I'm going to tease um, people with. You know, I feel like tailgate food is a very wide spectrum because everybody tailgates a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming this tailgate has some sort of little portable grill of some sort to fry up some food. Um, a couple of bowls, maybe to leave some snacks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people come with like Wawa hoagies or something at the popular one we used to do in college head to mm-hmm. the Wawa. And then head that's to a good the one. Um, there's a lot of options. People tailgate differently. My favorite way is obviously the people that have those little grills that they set up on the tables and have the propane tanks that they pull out of their trunks. Um, that's the way to do it for me personally. I don't own one of those little grills, but I would like to one day. Um, so I can be that tailgater, but my favorite tailgate food is a freshly warm hot dog right off of that tiny little grill. Classic. It's a tradition like no other. Cannot go wrong with that. It's warm, especially during football season when it's kind of getting cold outside, like warm hot dogs really make your day, make your tailgate, I should say. Now, I know the question and the listener was requesting a food. The number one thing you need to have at a tailgate is beer. Yeah. Is, can I count beer as the best tailgate food? I'm going to ask you, you're the judge, jury, and executioner on this. You know, I think I'm going to let this one slide because I'm going to be honest, it kind of went through my head. I was like, beer. And I was like, but it's not a food, but... (laughs) I'll, I'll give you my backup option in case you said. Um, I was going to say mozzarella sticks. Wow. What kind of tailgate are you at with mozzarella sticks? I don't know. The very few ta- – I don't like tailgating personally. Not 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 my jive. Um, but the few tailgates I've been to, we've had mozzarella sticks pop up. Now, to, to kind of tangent off this, and I don't mean to take up too much time in the podcast here, I know you just mentioned you weren't a big tailgater. When you do tailgate, do you do like the long show up like three hours beforehand kind of tailgate? What kind of tailgater are you, Kyle Brandis, for a length of time wise? So I think that's important too when you're talking about tailgating. Yes. How long? What time you show up? What time is kickoff or tip off, whatever game you're tailgating? For so I'm not a big tailgater, I'll say that. Uh, when I do go tailgate though, it's mostly Phillies games I would do it okay. for. Um, show up, you know, if it's a one o'clock game, let's say it's a four o'clock game, those are the, that's the best time. Yeah for a Phillies tailgate. I'll probably get there at like one o'clock. So three okay. hours prior to the game. So not a super long one, not as soon as the gates open, like some people. Um, but like a one o'clock, got a little buzz going before going into the stadium. Because I'm going to be honest, I think my favorite, I'm a short tailgate kind of guy. Yeah. I really don't mind showing up for, you know, two hours tops is usually what I, after that, I kind of just get tired of it. I just want to go sit in my seat and exactly. watch a game. Because especially, you know, talking about baseball games, any a lot of professional sports games are already a two to three hour, in baseball's case, sometimes four hours experience. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like a, an eight-hour day if you tailgate for four hours. Yeah. Like, and that's not including the commute to and from a stadium, depending on where you're coming from. It's people who do it for those Eagles games, I don't understand. It is I, absolutely crazy. And I'm curious to see what people do tonight uh, tailgating for this Thursday night Eagles game. 
I will be tailgating this evening. Um, we are recording on Tuesday, but future me will be tailgating probably by the time you're listening to this. Um, and I'll let you know how, well, I guess it depends on what time you listen to it on Thursday. We drop Thursday morning, but yes. You'll have, um, to, you'll have to alert everyone when you're there so we know what time you get there and how long you're there prior to the game. Maybe I'll live stream my entire tailgate experience. Ooh, first ever Hulk Hill Focus live stream. I love it. On the Facebook page. Uh, we need to do a live show from a tailgate one day. We'll put that on the idea list. Put it on the idea list. Put it on the idea list. But uh, that's all the fan questions we had today. Thank you to everyone who submitted them. Um, like we were saying, all of earlier. our fans, our multiple fans. All of our fans, even if you didn't submit a question, we love you. We love that you support us. Um, and one of the best ways to support us is supporting our sponsor. So listen from our listen to this this episode sponsor uh, and give us some love. We'll be right back. Thank you to our sponsor, Anchor. We literally couldn't make the show without you guys. Uh, so love the support from the parent company. I guess can we let? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but hey. I see you as my dad. So thank you, Anchor. Um, all right, Sam, it's that time of the week. Time for week six pickums. It's time for pickums. Time for pickums. Let's review last week. Now, last week on the pod, Sam wasn't here. Uh, David and I said that he did not submit his pickums. He submitted them at literally right after we finished recording the episode. So we allowed him um, to review Sam selected Jim himself larry julie sean and gil to win um that resulted in a four and two record for sam and pickums that's a good week it was a great week gets me to 500 that's a get you to 500 uh i finished at three and three um it's funny enough when i was looking at these and putting in the results on our little spreadsheet uh i saw that you literally picked the exact opposite of david for every single game uh, yes. So David picked with a two and four record. Um, David was bad at pickums. We were saying that we had five locks of the week last week, but we counted Sam's pickums in it, so we had no locks of the week. Thankfully, so no one to disappoint. I broke all the locks. Sorry, guys. It's fine. I'm sure we would have heard from our audience. They love how wrong we are about our pick or locks hey, of the week. It's harder than you think. It is. Fantasy football makes no sense. Um, Doesn't. I guess we'll preface this week also by saying at the time of recording the podcast at 9.06 on Tuesday the 12th, David has yet to submit his pickups. Yes. We will just be going over our two and we'll see if David's is in in time before the games start on Thursday this week. I hope so. But uh, yeah, I say we get this kicked off with i'm going to pick a random one i'm going to pick the famous Jameis against going against matt's team the nerd squad if you listen to last episode this is where the cliffhanger comes into play right yes i forgot that we did that it was literally like 10 minutes ago i forgot about it um right now it's scheduled to be a shellacking against that uh at time of the recording Luke is projected for a 104.1 to 70 victory. That is due in very large part to Matt still having Alvin Kamara in his lineup, who has a bye this week. Um, I imagine he's going to be taken out. But now he's in trouble. He is in trouble. How do you get Kamara? Let's look at that bench. Any viable starting options on the bench? Joe Mixon, he'll be fine. 
He's got Mixon there, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Alexander Madison, though, is the second running back currently in a starting role, which I don't know Dalvin Cook's – you're a Dalvin Cook owner. Do you know his injury updates at the moment? Uh, questionable, as he is in perpetuity. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's really it in terms of – I mean, he's got Tony Pollard there, and Samaj P. Ryan was just put on the COVID-19 – reserve COVID-19 list. So, TBD on – Samaj P. Ryan is – I don't really know how the NFL protocol works. Does anybody really know how that works this year? I don't think the NFL knows how it works this year. I feel like they just kind of say it, and they're like, oh, they need two negative tests 24 hours apart. But that's really about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how it all works. Yeah, but I think even barring Matt making the correct lineup changes, um, I'm still going to give this edge to Luca here for this week. Uh, Taylor Heineke is coming off a very bad week against a very bad Texans defense. Um, I, I'm a bit surprised at myself in saying this, but he's going against Kansas City, which is a very good matchup for quarterbacks. This yeah, season. I mean, he's just going to be chucking the ball all over the place to try and keep up with Patrick Mahomes. So Exactly. So you would think in theory that he's uh, going to get some points there. Zeke going against New England's defense. They're pretty not that great. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a surprise every game, I feel like. Uh, running back 12 on the season. Interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah, he's um, a good year. yeah, and look at that from the recording of last episode. Luca has put in Mike Evans into his starting lineup. Wow! For this Congratulations. week, congratulations! So he's he, he he's listening to our advice from last week to start Mike Evans. Um, Tyler Higby's big if at tight end. Um, yeah, bold move think, to bench Ali Cox. Do we think Rodrigo Blankenship is going to get the start from? Dude, after the week he had last week. I don't know what he's got a questionable uh, designation next to him too. What he did look very sad on the sideline. He did. I felt bad. Hip injury. Oh, he suffered a hip injury in the first quarter. That makes a lot more sense to things now. Why he couldn't kick well? Yes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Kyle Williams not happy about it, but not one bit. Either way, I'm going with Luca in this matchup. You know, I picked. Mr. Matt Kress, the underrated fantasy owner, to win this matchup. Do I have a ton of rhyme or reason to it? Not while I'm looking down the barrel of this uh, projections and see that the green check marks are literally all on John Lucas' side. There's not one single player projected fantasy-wise to outperform John Lucas. But I do know one thing. Matt Kress is a savvy fantasy owner. I'm sure... He's going to have some waiver claims in for this upcoming week. Waivers have not cleared at the time of recording, so rosters have yet to shift. Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to be in for a big week against Tampa Bay this week with same, you know, similar to Taylor Heineke. I think it's going to be a game that the Eagles are probably going to be down a lot and are just going to be forced to throw the ball. Hurts is going to try and extend plays, make plays with his legs. Um, we'll see where that goes. Obviously, the status of Alexander Madison is really dependent on Dalvin Cook. So TBD there on that. Deontay Johnson's going to see more targets. T. Higgins right now is listed as a starter. We know Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders are both sitting on Matt's bench waiting, um, who have both been nothing short of lethal this year. He's got a lot of depth at wide receiver there. Tight ends all stink in this league, especially in this matchup between Higby and Tyler Conklin. Hey, 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 not the top two tight ends in this league. They don't stick. Well, sorry, you're hoarding the top two tight ends in this league, Kyle. Hey, so. I am willing to trade them. Someone, Someone just got to hit me up. 
someone hit up Kyle for a tight end if you're in the market. Maybe one of these guys will um, to get an edge. Try So it doesn't all make sense right now, but I trust that Matt Cress is going to pick up guys in the waiver this week. And I honestly think that John Luke is going to run into a couple of clunkers. I could see DeAndre Swift not getting many touches um, as Detroit takes on Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's a lethal throwing offense that's going to get down the field quick and score and keep scoring because Detroit literally cannot stop anything this Fair. year. So I could see him having a down game. Um, you know, kind of talking going back to Mike Evans, an up and down guy as we discussed on the last podcast. He just had his big game. Maybe it's time for him to have his down game. You never really know. Um, and I think DJ Moore eventually is going to cool off. I think Robbie Anderson hasn't been getting as many looks as he would be hoping for this year. Carolina paid him a lot of money. And eventually there's going to be a Robbie Anderson game. So there's potential clunkers here for John Luca. And with that, I think Matt Crest is going to be your winner because fantasy makes no sense to me. I have faith in you, Luca. So who's our next matchup, Kyle? Um, take your take your pick. Take my pick. Take your. I'm pick. going to pick one of the tabs I have open here for our matchups this week, and the first one I see is Alex Gill and Philly's. He's nuts playing absent host David Powis and the Good Ankles. Yes, this one Tyler is our matchup of the week based on the power rankings. Um, I, it, it's got potential there. Um, I need to update my page because it's saying that Ty, Taylor Heineke is in for. There we go. I fixed it. It was saying that Taylor Heineke is on Gil's team, which I obviously is not true. Definitely not true. Um, hopefully David rolls with Justin Herbert this week. Um, you sure hope so. You no, know, I don't know Daniel Jones' status, but I would have to think. I'll yeah, tell you, bad not Justin Herbert. Yeah, not Justin Herbert. Uh, running backs, I always think David could do a little bit better than Josh Jacobs and Daryl Anderson, but they're very serviceable in their roles. Especially um, going against Miles Sanders and Miles Gaskin. Yes, exactly. That, Assuming that Miles Gaskin returns to planet Earth this week. Hey, you never know. He's, if anyone can, Gas can. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Um, not going to go over David's wide receivers because those are fairly obvious. Um, Hunter Henry, he's just a little bit of a surprise for me at tight end. I felt like New England was going to have a too many tight end problem. Um, but Hunter Henry is currently the eighth ranked tight end in our league. Um, performing expectations, I guess. I did talk about him in the preseason episode when uh, we talked about the impact of Mac Jones starting. No big deal. I may have been right. This still isn't a fantasy advice podcast, though, so don't listen to us. No, only listen to the things that we guess correctly. Um, but yeah, and then on Gill's side, Dak Prescott going against New England secondary, they're not great. So maybe he'll have a good game. Maybe he'll put up one of those 500 yard games and uh, prove me wrong for calling him overrated earlier today. Um, like you were saying, Miles Sanders, we'll see if he gets two touches. Miles Gaskin, we'll see if he keeps the fire going from last week. Um, Amari Cooper and Dak are kind of tied at the hip. I feel like one Cooper definitely can't succeed without. Dak, obviously. As right. I was saying that, I realized that that was a dumbass thing to say. Um, Marquez Calloway, who's currently slotted in Gill's lineup, is on a bye this week. Let's see who he has in his 
He's got Ridley still waiting to come off of injury. Ridley is on bye this week as well, though. Oh, that's right. Ridley is on bye. So his next best option, you know, assuming no injuries, is Devontae Parker. Uh, he might Devontae play. Parker, I also like the play of Nicole Hartman if Tyree Kill is out. He's listed as questionable right now. Um, I forget what exactly his injury is. I'm going to try and see if my computer will load fast enough while Maybe I'm he'll speaking. go out and get a uh... – no, I can't say that. I'm not allowed to say that just yet. I can say that, actually, because this is going two days from now. Um, I have a waiver claim in. Uh, it's to drop Josh Gordon. Wow. So maybe he'll go pick up Josh Gordon. Assuming that your claim goes in. Well, I have number one priority, so oh. it's it's going through. Okay. Well, good for you. I have number 12 priority, so I have gotten no one in the waiver wires this past hey, week. don't be good, but um, – Tough life being a four, the only four and one team in the league. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going with David this week over Gill. Um, I think just I always think that those wide receivers are too tough to beat in Hill, and uh, if he plays in Devontae Adams, and then Justin Herbert is just literally like if you were to look at him, he looks like a god amongst men. Yes, he is very good. Kenton for a very good football player. Um, I am also going with David, and I'm going to assume that David goes with himself. Lock of the week. Cue the music. Lock of the week. Hopefully. I assume, David, please pick yourself so we have a lock of the week. Or maybe you don't pick yourself because we haven't been doing great with locks of the week. It's also like David's not here, so he doesn't have any say in locks of the week. Unless he puts it in. We'll see. We'll see. But as of right now, David, lock of the week. Um, Let's go... I'll go into my matchup. Uh, All right, let's do it. Team Brandis coming off a hot win, going up against Gotham Rogues and Sean, uh, number two ranked team in the league, or number three ranked team. I forget my own power ranking set. One of the top three teams in the league. But um, I think Josh Josh Allen's going to continue his magic against Tennessee this week. Dalvin Cook has a good matchup against Carolina's defense if he plays, which I'm really hoping he does. Um. Right now, and I think I'm still going to keep rolling with it, I have a tight end flex combination of Travis Kelsey and Dawson Knox. Um, Knox is a breakout player of the year candidate. Um, I think he might argue or might be in a fight with Cordero Patterson for pickup of the year. Um, And I hope Robert Woods can continue what he did last game. Yeah, you know, there are a few things about your matchup here that I don't love. Dalvin Cook and Travis Kelsey both have questionable designations. Um, I know Dalvin Cook's been kind of, you know, in practice, not practice. I don't I don't even keep up at this point because I just haven't played you nor him. Um, Travis Kelsey, I'm trying to figure out what – I'm taking a read of this now. I think he had a concussion. He suffered a little bit of a stinger oh. during the game not a concussion um which i think i read up on this at some point earlier was pretty much like a it was some sort of like neck vertebrae kind of hit Mm. that goes whatever he hit kind of tingled down to i think like his wrist or his hand some sort of extremity part of the arm um which kind of is a time will return obviously with some sort of nerve vertebrae thing there's not a defined time of when that goes away. So it could be a week. It could be a day. It could be an hour. He might already be fine. 
I hope no he idea. is. I hope he is. But hey, if he doesn't go, I'm perfectly fine with slotting Knox into the tight end spot and then so, rolling with someone from the bench in my flex. Well, so losing both of them though is concerning. I mean, I know you have some some uh, waiver wire requests in already, so I can't see who you have picked up. Um, but I'm assuming there are a couple of good options out there. So I'm assuming one of them will be able to fill in at least at the flex. I'm assuming you're not using your priority waiver on a quarterback or kicker or defense, but if you are, that's your choice. Um, so someone will be able to fill into the flex spot. If worst case scenario, Kelsey's out, Knox goes to tight end. You have a new flex. Um, exactly. I'm not worried about anything with my lineup this week. I'm going to play the guys. I have confidence in the guys I'm playing. We'll see how they do going against Sean's team. But Sean's team is really good. It is really good. He's basically I, he's kind of like a Larry of this year, though. Sure. This is awkward, Kyle, because I don't think I've picked against you once this entire year. Other than I, I understand. I'm one in five, Sam. I understand. Last week I picked against you, but I wasn't on the show, so I haven't had to actually tell you to your face. But I'm, I'm picking Sean this week because I just – his team is just too – like you want to talk about name game, guys? He's got all of them. His entire lineup is a name game, except they're like, other than maybe Stefan Diggs, who's had a town year. You know who's in his lineup right now, though? Odell Beckham Jr. You were just shitting on him. Oh, I did not see that Odell Beckham was in his Odell lineup. Beckham Jr. is right now, as looking at it right now, Odell Beckham Jr. is in his lineup. Uh, Sean's also projected for a four-point win currently. But Sam, that's fine if you pick him. I'm picking myself. I have faith in the guys. Um, we'll see if we can go for two in a row. Sean, please stop playing Odell Beckham Jr. He's wide receiver 95. Hunter Renfro's got to be a better option. Oof. Or Jalen Waddle. I don't know. But that's not important here or there. Not a fantasy advice podcast. Just a recap telling you of what we think of this league. Just fun guys having a fun time. Yeah. Speaking of things that we think of this league, something we think very positively of is Julie Osborne and the Oz Broncos. Always. They have a matchup this week against a underperforming Rob Dunning, Slayer, Rooney. Very underperforming. This is one of the bigger disappointments of the league this season, I think, through five are, games. Are we calling for I what are we what are we thinking this week? I'm uh I'm looking at how the roster is set right now. I'm going with Julie. Um Matthew Stafford against the Giants defense is a matchup I'm taking every day that ends in Y. Um her running back situation. Like we were saying earlier, it's fantastic. James Robinson and Eckler, two-headed monster. Um, right now, she has Damian Williams in there against Green Bay's defense. So, not an awful matchup, not a great one, but I think he'll be very serviceable uh, in the starting lineup. DeAndre Hopkins, need I say more? Um, and then Steelers' defense might be a game-changer this week going against Seattle without a Russell Wilson-led offense. Um, Geno Smith obviously had a real good game in relief of Wilson uh, last Thursday. But but we'll see if he can repeat that success. Yeah, you know, the more I look at this game, so briefly before the show, for those who don't know, um, Kyle and I put our pickups into a a sheet that him and I share with David. So we kind of have all the notes going into the show, at least so we're somewhat organized. I put in Rob as my um, pick for this week out of the Dave Duda division. 
a very high caliber division, a lot of tough teams in there. But, you know, the more and more I'm looking at this, I think I'm going to switch it, Kyle. I think we're going to have to switch the sheet. And I think I'm locking in Julie as her team's good. Her team team is good. It it took a little bit for them to get going, but uh, I I, I took the liberty to change it for you there, Sam. Um, They had to warm up. But, no, I think Julie – like, and it's not even – it's not even close. I kind of feel silly. I think when I originally looked at this, my thoughts were, oh, Julie's team's been bad this year. Rob's team is loaded and it's just waiting to explode. But, yeah, but and no. also it's like Rob's team, Russell Wilson's going to be out for the next few weeks. So he's still in his lineup. That obviously is going to change. Christian McCaffrey, I think he's supposed to play, but it's still 50 50 shot. Um, so we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But I. The, and Hawkinson the, and Brown have been terrible as his tight end and flex in the last couple of weeks. Yes, not much faith there. Um, but you know who who knows? Maybe they'll they'll listen to the show themselves and uh, want to prove us wrong. But, I was say we're going to be walking into the show next week with our tails between our legs after Tyler Lockett and Cooper Cup combined for like eighty some odd fantasy points as they have like historic days. But I hope because I love seeing a smile on Rob's face, and I feel like that would. So we do love a smile on Rob Dunn. We do face. love a smile on Rob's face, but Julie Osborne, Os Broncos, lock of the week. Play the music. That's my locking noise. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what's next? Who didn't we go? Over we here? have my matchup or the matchup between Larry and Nick. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's go with the Larry and Nick matchup. I feel like that's easy. Uh, oh, it's not. Is I it? guess it's not as easy. They're both uh, kind of bad. They're both kind of bad. I don't know how Nick's team is honestly that bad, led by Derrick Henry, who's just a monster. Patty Mahomes will always put up 30-plus points for you, except last week, I guess, um, but should put up 30-plus points for you each week. And then DK Metcalf is finally coming in. Um, we'll see if, you know, a backup quarterback in Seattle will rely more on Metcalf as the wide receiver one. But um, I think like, Nick's team is weird because he has a lot of good players on the bench. And I know Nick, just as a manager, doesn't really do things timely fashion. So we'll see if he replaces Chubba Hubbard with, you know, a James Conner or Chase Edmonds. Um, if Julio Jones is able to go this week, I'm thinking he'll replace him with, or replace Cole Beasley with him. Juju okay. Smith-Schuster is going to be off the roster. So maybe a... Um, you know, one of the other, whoever he doesn't put in running back, if Chase Edmonds and James Conner will fill that slot, maybe it'll be a waiver pickup. But it's like I – everyone knows my thoughts on Larry's team. I'm picking against Larry all 14 weeks of this season. So I'm going Nick. Well, in characteristic fashion of you to pick against Larry, in very characteristic fashion of me – I am once again saying the three words. Why not Larry? Say it with me, folks. Why not Larry? Start chanting while you're listening to the podcast here. Listen. Because he's bad. His running backs are bad. His running backs are very bad. But there's a lot of good running backs available on the waiver wire this week. And I don't know Larry's position, but I have to imagine he's going to acquire one of them. That's the thing. Larry's... Early season luck is fucking him at this point because now he doesn't have that great of waiver priorities. So he's not going to get, you know, those Devontae Bookers, those Damian Williams is of the week. 
It's Daryl Williams, but yeah, Darryl thanks Williams. for the I didn't want to name drop any waiver wires, but I guess this show will publish after, so I can. Yeah. Um, I I assume he'll get. I don't know who's ahead of him in waiver claims. I'm just assuming he'll get one of them, or if not, I'm sure there's another option somewhere out there. Although I will say waivers are a lot thinner in a 12 team league than it was in the 10 team. That's one thing. Yeah, was- and that makes sense though, because there's a whole, does. there's two more teams to feed. It's two more teams. Yeah, it's an additional whatever. How many rosters are supposed to be have? Like 15 or 16? Yeah, it's an extra. So it's 30 players that aren't on the yeah. waiver wire. Um, I'm assuming that maybe he'll get his hands on one of those guys. And if he doesn't, I still don't think Nick's team – I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been less than stellar, I'll say, over the last like week or so, I think, fantasy-wise. This week he obviously looked bad. Um, the Washington defense hasn't been great, but maybe they'll be able to turn it around. But I don't – I no longer – count on Patrick Mahomes to get like 40 plus points as he did back in his day. He got um, 41 against the Eagles two weeks ago. Yeah, but that's the Eagles. They're bad. He had 39.28 against Cleveland's defense week one. Defense is good. But that was week one. They've been bad. <laughs> They've learned to, and not to mention too, we're still waiting on injury reports from Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, which I mean, that's your, that's essentially your entire offense is those two. So not feeling great about Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through all of Nick's roster and talk about who's bad. We know, you know, Derek Henry's good. Chubba Hubbard's hopefully going to get taken out of the lineup. Metcalf, Beasley, so on. Um, I just don't really think that Nick's lineup is overwhelmingly better than this decimated ragtag group of Larry Rooney managed players. You know, we talked about how his wide receivers are golden between Godwin Williams and Jamar Chase. Kirk Cousins has been a serviceable fantasy quarterback that, you know, gets the – is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he going to be Kyler Murray? I sure hope not. But he'll get you 20 points, which is, you know, if your wide receivers can make up for that production, I really don't see either of these teams putting up a ton of points. I think if you can get nine, oh, this will be a bad matchup. This will be a bad matchup. But I would say I think if you can, if someone can get to like ninety points, ninety-five points, that's enough to win this week. And yeah. that might even be shooting too high. Yeah, it's. Um, I think Nick's going to get there. No, we'll see. The race to ninety-five. Lock me in for Nick. Um, yeah, that takes us to our last preview of the week. Uh, Sam, your matchup. The four and one Sam Demix going against the two and three, all about that Bass Boys. Um, Sam, you're the number one team in the power rankings, led by Kyler. Uh, Najee Harris, I had no faith in him. I, ne- I never had faith in rookie running backs. He's proving me wrong. Uh, top 10 running back on the season. Leonard Fournette, also not having too shabby of a season. He's turned it around recently. Uh, I forgot about Nick Chubb there. He's locked in your flex right now. Um, Kyle Pitts does have a bye week this week, though. We'll miss Kyle Pitts. And how are you going to fix that? I don't see any tight ends on your bench. There is a waiver claim in for – I have two waiver claims in for tight ends. I won't give them away at the moment. Why Um, don't you uh, trade for one of the top two tight ends in the league? Because I believe that Kyle Pitts after this week could be a top two tight end in the league. After this week where he's not playing? Yes. Just just to clarify. Um, Going against Jim's team, Tom Brady, ageless wonder. 
Um, Always terrifying. I'm still shocked that he is the number one quarterback in fantasy. Um, I'm also shocked that Kareem Hunt is the number six quarter or running back in fantasy. Um, the battery mate of Nick Chubb as the two. Geez, the f- number four, number six for the Cleveland Browns this season. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm not loving any of the other matchups or uh, members of the All About the Bass Boys this week, though. Chase Claypool is um, intriguing with Juju out. Um, probably a little bit more target share there for him, but nothing world beating in my eyes. Um, yeah, Saquon's going to hurt him being out. Um, Jarvis Landry still on the IR. Dallas Goddard on the COVID list for this for his Thursday night game. Um, Sam, I'm rolling with you. I think I'm rolling with myself, and if I lose, I'm going to be very, very crushed. Yeah, this will be a soul-crushing defeat if you lose. But I don't really have to consider my fantasy season if I somehow lose to Jim as yeah. his roster is as injured as they are. But, hey, Jim's back. But fantasy football makes no sense. So, you know what? We might be walking in here next week laughing about it. I don't know. Yeah. So, rolling Sam. Lock of the week. Um. Yeah, those are locks. Those are pickums for the week. Uh, three locks in Sam, David, and Julie. Uh, Sam didn't have enough faith in me to make me a lock of the week, but that's okay. Uh, hopefully, I can prove him wrong. I hope big... you do. I hope you win, Kyle. I just don't think you will. Yeah, I hope that, that's exactly how I feel. I personally don't think I win. Obviously, I'm gonna pick myself. You have to. Like I'm, I'm picking against Larry all season. I'm picking myself all season. I don't care if I'm one in twelve going to the last game of the season. Picking myself. Love that attitude. But uh, yeah, Sam. Any thoughts before we head off and let these week six games get started? I've got nothing else. I hope you all enjoy another great weekend of football, and we appreciate you tuning in. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Last week's episode, which is David and I, was the most listened to show we've had so far. Uh, it's kind of bad because I wasn't there. So it's fine. It's maybe that's proving something. Maybe we might have to cut you mid-season, Sam. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll be tough. Be a tough comment. It'll be a tough conversation. But hey. I hope you do it live over the podcast, though, for the listeners. <laughs> we definitely will. We one hundred percent will. But uh, thanks everyone for the listen today. Hit us up with any fan questions. Link in the description. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Father DJ, take it away. Woo-woo. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will.